0: skies cool they seduce us pulling us irresistibly upwards reminding us to fly our own line on our wings and in life we are the seekers adventurers being one with the air feeling everything and nothing at once that's the magic we chase follow the call find your pure wild flight with nz aerosports Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on, one glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe, there's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model, or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust. Like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot. The Crossfire 3, when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch. The JFX 2, if you're looking to up your new swoop game. The Leia, as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast. Or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken, built as a low pack volume canopy, specifically with wingsuiting in mind. She gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So, the equipment is top-of-the-line kick-ass stuff as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com, and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos! They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there, with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void live and in person. And it's funny, I was trying to think about it. I've known you guys for like a long time now. We met a fucking long time ago, but didn't actually get to know each other until we started working together. Yeah. So who are you guys and what the fuck do you do?
1: <laughs> well, I'm Monica. Yeah. I'm and.
0: Uh, I am Alejandro. <laughs> all right. And you guys jump out of airplanes.
1: Yes.
0: Nice. Nice. How in the world do you get started jumping out of airplanes? Well, first off, t- t- who, who are you guys? Like, where are you guys from, um, you know, backgrounds, all that kind of stuff? Let's, let's hear it all.
2: Well I am Alejandro and I'm I'm coming from Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And Monica also
0: Mexicana. <laughs> And you, and you guys are a couple.
1: Yes, we are. Yeah,
0: we are. You're a couple that jump out of airplanes together. Yeah, and uh, we've been cool. together for a long time. And so. work together. And walk together. We're going to get into that because I've got a couple of questions about how you survived this kind of – because you guys are together all the time, so I need to know some, some secrets here. <laughs> um, but so um, how did you get started in skydiving? What was the first jump? What made you decide you wanted to jump out of an airplane?
1: So I did a tandem when I was 15. Okay. It was like my birthday gift from my uncle okay and i remember that day it was like i was so excited because i was i've been seeing them like jumping for before my 15th birthday mm. and i i just dream about it i was just like i just want to know what that feel is how it feels like I, I can't wait so i remember when i was just standing at the edge of the door and i was like what the hell am i doing here <laughs> but i'm so ready just to Sure. to go with the flow
0: so i mean because it was in the family you you yes. kind of you grew up around it was it something that uh, your uncle had been doing your whole life
1: The whole life i guess since i was very little i remember him jumping out of planes all the time records and stuff it yeah. was pretty cool to see yeah do
0: you think he was crazy yes I mean, because I don't know, I don't know enough about skydiving in Mexico, but we're talking about a bunch of years ago when he would have been starting jumping. So I'm guessing like everywhere skydiving was still not new, but it might not have been nearly as big as it is now. So in Mexico, was that like an unusual thing? You telling people you're going to go jump out of airplanes?
1: It was really unusual, especially for us. In Mexico, you don't know much about the the thing. Hmm. Back in the years, back in the days, it was very It was just a few people who were doing skydiving. And my uncle was one of them.
0: That's very cool. Now, how did he get started in jumping?
1: I think he started at university. He
0: might
1: know better
2: than me. Well, I'm not very good at remembering about that. But I I think he was uh, some part of the team of of the university, like uh, some of the public universities there in Mexico. I think it was like the way he started. I'm not sure. Uh but then they started some of the oldest drop songs he started there. And then uh, what I knew it's uh he was traveling too much to US okay. uh, and then he got the tandem rating. So then he went to he went back to that drop song, he tried to do his own uh, tandems sure uh i think the owner allowed him to do it for a little bit and then they say like i know you cannot do my tandems here anymore and then he started looking for new options and then that's That's how he started
0: that has everything starts that's kind of how it always seems to get started right somebody tells you no No, you fucking can't do that and then you have to go do it on your own right yeah well now how about you how did you start jumping
2: well it's uh i i just remember so when i was a kid i just wanted to fly okay and uh but I remember myself trying to fly like with not parachute with just like by my own. Sure. Like I didn't even know skydiving does exist. Right. I was just feeling myself just taking off from, from one point to another one. Uh, sure. Uh and then in that moment I was thinking like oh, okay, how's the way to fly? And I talked like pilot, right. Maybe. Sure. Uh but it was not like exactly i wanted so like because the plane is gonna fly but not me and right. then i remember when i would kill i is that's what i was i wanted no, like flying by my own yeah and when i was like 14 14 years old so i just remember sawing the tv i'm not sure exactly what it was that it was a movie or but i just remember some of of some people doing skydiving right. it's when i say like oh, okay this is what i want nice and then I started doing my own researching, like, uh, where, how, when. And then that's how I found her uncle.
0: So her uncle was your first introduction to the sport. Uh, kind
2: of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I just remember I started looking for some information. And I I found, like, all uh, guys, like, four or five guys who was doing the AFF course. Okay. And some of those was... Uh, her uncle, but I was 14, 15. Sure. It was not enough money. Sure. And I was like, okay, maybe I can get the money for doing a tandem jump. Sure. But it's not what I want. Right. And then I just keep trying to save some money. When I got enough money, I was like, yeah, but then, then what? I'm going to do the AFF, <laughs> then what? I will I not have money to keep jumping. Right. And then when I started, it was when I was like 23. Okay. When I feel like, okay, I'm comfortable with my job. Sure. I can still pay for the jumps and this. Sure. So I didn't start like a phone jumper.
0: Okay. But, uh,
2: you know, it's uh, how never funny knows. is
0: it? Most of the people that I talk to that get into skydiving financially had no fucking business going and jumping out of an <laughs> airplane because everybody I know started in skydiving pretty close to broke. I mean, it's. This is not a good sport for people that don't have money to get into. Yeah, this no. shit is expensive. No, it's yeah. expensive. When I started in 96, you could go buy a complete rig for maybe $2,500 or $3,000. Now, you can't even get a container for $3,000. And a parachute's another $2,500 and a reserve's another. It's insane, insane how much. I don't know how the fuck people are starting to skydive now. You got to be wealthy to do it. Yeah, and then, pretty much. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and especially if you're jumping in Mexico where it wasn't a big sport at the time, I'm guessing you've, now you're doing a lot of traveling to get where you need to go so that you can jump. And I mean, it had to be difficult.
2: Yeah, it was like I, I started jumping in Cessnas <laughs> and I was not even, even able to travel outside of Mexico. Right. So no money and not visa for US, which <laughs> is, was the best place to go to skydiving Right. Right. closest to Mexico. But it's
0: so close too. Yeah. That's gotta be maddening. It's just right fucking there. And you can't go. You cannot
2: go. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot of histories about like everything, all the cool things was over there, and then you can go. (laughs) go, Okay. (laughs) Just wait.
0: Yeah. 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 So um you do your first tandem and are you hooked right away, or was it something that took a while to soak in?
1: No, I think I went hooked right away. Yeah. Like it was the best thing ever. Like I, I cannot forget that moment. Like, yeah. you will never forget your first jump. No. And I still have it in here. It's yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Although, I don't know about you, but my first jump, I'm always much cooler when I remember than I actually was. Because yes. I was shitting myself, but as I look back, I no, I was much <laughs> fucking cooler than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I, yeah, I still remember it, and it's like...
0: Did wow. your uncle take you or did you yes, go? Yes, one
1: of my uncles. Okay. Not my uncle who started everything, okay. but his brother. He took that's me. amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So
0: it was like a family thing.
1: It still, is a, ha- a family thing. Now,
0: where where in Mexico is this? And is it still a drop zone?
1: Yes, yeah, it's still a drop zone. It's in Cuautla, It's like two hours from Mexico City. And that's, now...
0: What's the volcano? Uh, let me see if I can remember. Don't tell me. uh Tepetal.
1: Yes, you're right. Fucking
0: hell. All right. Yes. Look at that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see that on the videos and everything.
0: Yeah, that's got to be just amazing.
1: It is pretty cool. Nice view.
0: Yeah, it's got to be. It's good as
1: this one, but it's good.
0: And it's, so it's still there, still operating, still staying and busy? It's
1: still busy. Now they have another uh, drop zone, um, like two hours from there, Skydive Puebla, and another, Skydive Puerto Escondido. Okay. All of them are from... Um,
0: oh, that's fantastic. So you do that first jump, and then uh, do you just go tug on him? Hey, I-, I need to learn how to do this.
1: Yeah, but I had to wait until I was over 18. mm so I did another two tandems after that, and then I started jumping solo.
0: Okay. Now, how was the course for you? Did you just slide right into it, or was it a difficult thing?
1: It was It was kind of easy for me because I was like used to see them because I was working also at the drop zone. Okay. So at some point, I was working at the office, and I was just listening at the AFF um, school, the, the ground school. Sure. So I was like, kind of... I had the information in my mind right so when i had to jump i already knew what to do okay it was it was the best that's awesome yeah
0: so you i mean pretty much from a very early age you knew this is for me did you know you did you want to work in it
1: i never imagined to work on it it was something that suddenly happened on me like it was just coming to me
0: okay yeah. And so you just decided one day, I mean, cause you're working at the drop zone doing odd jobs here and there, but that's not necessarily something you're going to do for the rest of your life. No. So you weren't looking at the jumpers going, that's going to be me forever
1: at some point. Yes. Because when you spend a lot of time at the drop zone in ground, cause I was doing manifest during the weekends, So I was just like, I want to jump. I want to jump. Yeah. So I get to jump, but only once a weekend. And it was like very hard.
0: I, i'm the first person to say i still to this day think that the hardest job on a drop zone is manifest without a doubt not only because you've got to handle all the organization and keep everything running smoothly but you have to deal with skydivers all day not on a fun basis you're having to take care of them and we can be pretty fucking difficult at times
1: Yes, it is difficult
0: but to not be able to be a skydiver and manifester because a lot of the manifestors i know don't jump Which I suppose would make it a little bit easier because if you're sitting there manifesting everybody to do what you want to go do, that's just got to be.
1: It was hard. I was just waiting for the last load of the day so I could jump.
0: (laughs) So it took a while to rack up the jumps.
1: It took a while. Yeah, because I spent doing manifest maybe like two or three years until I get to jump more. Sure. When I change positions kind of because after manifest, I went to editing videos. So I got more time to jump. Sure. And then I just become videographer. and That changed everything.
0: So I'm guessing by the time you started doing manifest and all that, there wasn't just a a running drop zone, but probably a pretty good community by then?
1: Mm, Yes, kind of. Because it was like a long time ago. Mm. So we used to fly three Cessnas at the time. Wow. So not many skydivers or jumpers at the moment until we wait for the other season, Mm. which is during the winter for the Americans so they can send the planes to Mexico. Very cool. So it's when we when we get to jump more and we, we get to see more skydivers around. That's
0: when it's time to go. Yeah. Nice. So you go out and you make, uh, you get through your AFF course um at, at this same drop zone in Coatla? Yeah. Now, did you know, all right, uh, you've got a job now, you're a fun jumper. When did you decide to shift gears and go, you know something? I don't know if I like this job shit.
2: Uh, well, there was like a bad situation in Mexico. Like uh, economy gets like, Stuck and then it was I was not getting enough money to go. Like uh, usually I was trying to go at least once a month mm-hmm. Which I always think was not enough.
0: Sure uh,
2: But then these things comes and then uh, I was not able to jump for like um, almost a year mm. and then uh, suddenly like uh, his uncle is start is is the timing when he start bringing the the big airplanes, like to nice. another, it, it was coming from uh, Chicago. Okay. And then he was obviously trying to get more people to make the flight, sure. the, the planes fly. And he called me. Uh, he just offered me like a, thinking like I was a skydiver, a fun jumper. Like, right. okay, we're going to bring a big plane. Do you want to join us? Come. And then it's going to be all this season and whatever. And I was like, yeah, I want to go. Like, <laughs> I just leave it like that. But then like, how? <laughs> and i was all the time like looking what what was happening at the drop zone everybody having fun and it it was like two three months when i was just like checking all what the guys was doing (laughs) like i want to be there but i didn't have the money sure and then suddenly Mm -hmm. i called him like uh, okay i want to go but i have not the money to to go there so do you can hire me do you have a (laughs) job for me sure and then he, okay what you gonna what what do you know to do like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I was suddenly packing my own parachute like All right. two three times. like Not, not like very often. I right. uh, used to pack for that, to pay for that. But uh, I can pack. Yeah. And then he just called me like, okay, come on Friday. We can teach you and see how you know it. And then next Saturday, I was already working there. Really? <laughs> because they they was like very short sure of packers, so mm-hmm. they needed it. And then... I, since that time, and I never stopped working on uh, skydiving work. Nice, but it took me like f- four years to become tandem instructor, and then. Yeah.
0: I mean, I-, I don't know which is better: taking a long time to to get to that point or diving into it way too fucking quick. That's what I did. I was like, I went from a very low-time fun jumper to working in the sport like overnight, and I don't know that that was the best way to do it you know, because you kind of get overloaded by it. So I kind of would have liked to have been a fun jumper. I was a reborn fun jumper, you know, the last four or five years being able to go out and actually just fuck around and be shitty yeah. in the sky.
2: <laughs> well, I would love it to do that. But like uh, on my situation, it was not easy because I was packing when there was uh, uh, all the fun jumpers going and they all the slots was uh, full on the twin order. So I they never had slots for me. Like <sighs> I had to wait also like shit, like wait only for the last load but sometimes I, I had not spots and i had not time because i had a bunch <laughs> of to pack and then there was there was weekends when i was not even able to jump aye, 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 i used aye. to drive like three hours from my house to the drop zone and then i couldn't jump
0: but that's that's that worse sad. than bad fucking weather because <laughs> yeah. you're watching the plane and canopies in the air all day yeah. and you just don't yeah. get to jump oh
2: yeah i think that's why it took me too long sure yeah. And then when I when the Cessna's timing starts, which was like another six, seven months, then it was the same thing. Yeah. Like I just tried to wait, but there is two <laughs> tandems and they are taking the four slots on the Cessna. Yeah. Like uh, no room for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Man, that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean that, especially to to have to put in that kind of time when you know that's what you want to do. And you're like, but fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now what was your first job jumping? What were you? Were you shooting video first or? okay? Video.
1: Yeah. yeah that wasn't the first one. And Pretty w- cool.
0: Well, then you uh, obviously you've gone uh, ahead and got your tandem rating. And uh, are you AFF as well? Yes, I am. So the whole package.
1: The whole package. Uh, so I started doing more videos at my home drop zone. And then I took my coach and my AFF rating. Mm. And I just did not many jumps in Mexico. So my tandem rating, I took it like five years ago. Not, not long ago. Okay. Yeah, Which, I've been jumping for 14 years, so it took me a while. That's uh, yeah, it you know, better
0: to take your time to yeah. get it in tandems. I mean, yeah. you know, now you're a very experienced tandem instructor, so you know that's not something you want to start too early. It's just so,
1: yeah, it's so over you the top. You need to wait for the right moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got forced into it because it was uh, um, get your tandem rating or go find another fucking job. Um, so the first 100 tandems I did, I was terrified because I didn't want to be a tandem instructor, it was not what I wanted to do. Uh, and it wasn't until one very pivotal jump that I'm like, maybe this isn't so bad. And then, of course, all these years later, my favorite way to jump is doing tandems. Yeah. It's just brainless, let's have fun, we're going to be fine type of stuff. And so it's kind of fun. And was the tandem rating your first? Yes. Wow. That's ballsy.
2: Yeah, but uh, I just I just <laughs> look at the window. It was going to come because in that timing it was like a very short team of tandem instructors. Mm. And there was a guy was going to leave i, I talked to him <laughs> and he was like oh, okay i'm gonna leave he's a german guy Jorn if you look at this <laughs> nice nice then we was having a nice talking and then he said like oh, i'm gonna go to new zealand and i never gonna come back to mexico <laughs> and i just told him like you're gonna come back in some way but then i saw that window like uh, oh this guy is going they will need a new tandem instructor yeah. and then it's i pushed i pushed to become tandem instructor because i feel like if somebody else take that slot so maybe yeah it's gonna be for another year or maybe more yeah Uh, then it's like when i start pushing to become tandem instructor
0: so now when you got your tandem instructor rating did you find that you were quickly only doing tandems or did you actually get time to fun jump as well
2: uh it was more like tandem all
0: the time mostly that's rough right (laughs) it's not i mean you're skydiving but at the end of the day it's not your jump you know it's so it's yeah
2: but uh In that moment, what I just wanted is to be on the sky as much as be possible. Sure, and sure. it's way better than be packing and looking everybody else yeah, now having fun.
0: There's no doubt about that.
2: Especially when you are packing and looking at them, bringing the parchment to you with the happy face. Like a, <laughs> you're just looking at them, like dropping the parchment in yeah, front I'm of you. That. Like, what oh my God. Here? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll never forget my first uh, um conversation with a proper packer was in uh, Paris Valley. And it was clearly a guy that had been packing for a long time. And maybe even in the same situation, he wasn't getting a jump and he's packing all the time and uh, uh, he had packed for somebody and the guy chopped the canopy and comes back and starts yelling at the packer and the packer just kind of sits back and uh, puts a big grin on his face and and at the time I think you got three dollars for a sport rig uh, and he's like what the fuck do you expect for three dollars and just turned back and started packing the next rig went, fuck you man come on answer. kiss my ass! all the handles were where they belong that's your shit so I'm, that was, that was, that was pretty good. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I get that. I've never used Packers cause I was always terrified. And, and I, I saw that guy go off on that person and I'm like, no, I'd rather just screw myself over. And then I've only got me to blame. It just made more sense. Yeah.
1: yeah. So
0: um, we talked not that long ago, cause you're having some of the same issues that I was having that I wanted to address. <laughs> cause clearly this sport is fucking hard on people. But yeah. you, your neck still moves all over the place. Nice. And does do you have any problems?
1: Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I think it will come. Oh Because we have examples
0: Oh GoPros, not yet. man. I wish GoPros had been around yeah. a long time ago. Life's yeah. changing. So yeah. So you're going through a lot of the stuff that uh, that I went through for a bunch of years. Your neck's not doing great. You look a little stiff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if I change the position, many pains is coming. <laughs> right? Oh,
0: man. It's just not what it's uh, supposed to be. Um, Nobody warned us about this, right? No. You didn't. I didn't. I, it never crossed my mind. And then a couple of years into doing Tandems, things start hurting and shoulders start getting messed up and heart openings on canopies and that stuff doesn't go good. But I mean, you seem to be doing quite well. Have you had any mishaps?
1: Like not really, but like (laughs) since I came to Dubai and we can be jumping a lot. Mm. So I start exercising often and Mm. that's something that makes a difference. Oh yeah. Because if, if it's only for the weekend, then you chill the rest of the week and you might exercise every other day. But if you're jumping 6 days a week as I'm as I am doing it yeah then you need to exercise there's yeah. no way absolutely to just jump this much and just chilling at home
0: no 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 you can't do it i think all no. the all the substantial injuries that i had were when i was jumping crazy at a party drop zone and as soon as the you know the the beer light came on you just went for broke, and mm-hmm. there was some exercising going on, but <laughs> I think I've stretched twice in my entire life. I'm really paying the price for that. You know, that's not good. Now, yeah. your neck—do you think it's uh, um, camera-related, or is it tandems, or just you're falling apart? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> a mix of all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's
2: probably a mix of many things. Yeah. No? like uh, like maybe too much throwing drugs and sure. then like uh, so like if somebody asks me right now I probably can write a manual like uh, what not to do <laughs> right,
0: like, right.
2: Uh, or how to do the things no but like as you say maybe now it's too late for me <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah yeah you kind of turn that corner and it's uh, it becomes yeah. uh you know band-aids on uh, really big wounds <laughs> it's it doesn't seem to be so effective anymore yeah, yeah. now um you Obviously, though, you um, you guys end up getting full time into the sport and, and you start shooting video, but eventually do the instructor thing. You start doing tandems, and clearly that's where you guys meet. You said you guys have been together a long time. So, when did you guys become a, a thing, a couple?
1: Yeah, it was at the drop zone. Of course. Many, many years ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: How? Because you guys jump together for fun, I'm assuming. You guys have worked together for years. You've known each other for years, and you are together. All the time because you work at the same busy. Don't, drop don't zone. say it that way. I, I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I'm I'm one of these um, very extroverted introverts. I can sit here and have a great conversation, but as soon as the podcast is over, we'll have a hug and get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I can't I, I can't be around people all the time. So how do you guys do it? How, what's the secret?
2: Well, I think it's a little bit of like a different personalities, mm. like. I consider myself, especially with her, like I'm. I'm very chill. Mm. I just let her be. <laughs> like, okay, it's like maybe she thinks I'm. I'm listening to her, but it's just coming in right <laughs> now. Like, Most
0: likely, you just yeah. say yes, and yeah. that's fine. Fair enough. Just nod. Just nod. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I, I talked to. Uh, um, Pat and Siobhan K. Okay. Uh, and ask them what their secret was, because they've been together for quite a while as well. And, and uh, their secret was Pat refuses to go skydive with her. He won't <laughs> hang out with her on the drop zone. He doesn't <laughs> jump with her until the sun goes down. They don't nothing. Really? And uh, um, that I can kind of understand. But how is it working with your significant other? I mean, does it ever get weird? Are you ever teamed up no. tandem video? You're just having fun? Or? I really
1: love it. I really love to jump with him. Like, since I started jumping and I had to film him, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to jump with Alejandro. Yes, it's going to be amazing. And now I hear that we can match as a team yeah. and work the whole day together. It's like, woo, I know how he exceeds, what he's going to do. I know everything. So I feel so confident and comfortable to jump with him. Sure. I enjoy it a lot.
0: Well, I'd imagine um, being that comfortable allows you to improve quite a bit because you've got that confidence to try a little something extra. And
1: he was pushing me to try different things. Nice. So I, I enjoy it.
0: Nice. Well, now who's the alpha? Who's the one that's like, do this? That's her. I kind of, I kind of figured. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured that's what it
2: was. Well, I think it, that's part of the things, no? Like, uh, I never try to say or like, this is what it has to be. Like, sure. I, I just try to well, that let work. the things let let the things be. When sometimes something is like, uh, okay, I don't like it, I just let her know, mm. like, not this way or not that. <laughs> right. or, see, that's it. But. The rest is just like everybody has to be happy and then match it. And then sure. it's just that. Well,
0: I mean, you guys clearly have the same passion for the sport. Uh And how many jumps for each of you? Ballpark. I
1: had 11,000.
0: So not exa- exactly a new jumper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I had like
2: 18,000.
0: Jesus. All right. And you've been... To, what, what were your years that you guys started jumping? I was... 23 23 and you were do you did the first one at 16 but when did you become an active skydiver
1: i think like something around 10 years ago okay when i started like active not just as a fun jumper like working as a videographer like maybe 10 10 years ago
0: so you're you're averaging more than a thousand jumps a year that's a yeah. proper pace.
1: Here in the palm, we jump a lot.
0: Yeah, oh, no doubt. But I mean, uh, um, over that 10 years, yes. that's still, I mean, that's a lot of jumping no matter where you go. That's a substantial number of jumps. You got to have some really good weather and some stamina. <laughs> you know, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would think that, well, for fun jumpers, it's probably just a couple hundred jumps a year. But for working staff, I'm guessing average is still, what, six, 800 maybe?
1: Kind of. Yeah.
0: So to be going over a 1,000 a year is... You, do you see yourself uh, wanting to slow down at any point or is that I just think a, so. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point yeah, we need to slow down. So many jumps a year, so we want to chill too. Sure. And enjoy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now do you find yourself still going back out to the drop zone to fun jump on days off or or is it have you gotten to the point where you're like yeah, I don't need the airplanes and the jet fuel?
1: Yes, I have done it. Like I used <laughs> to go on my day off not very often right. to be honest, just a couple of times I have done it, and it makes the difference. It's another sure. kind of jumps. It's You recharge yourself. You just change the chip, sure. switch your mind. It gives you more to keep going.
0: For sure. Well, for a long time, I would uh, people would ask me, do you ever fun jump? And when I would always give them the same answer, that's what I do for a living, doing tandems. And everybody thought I was just full of shit saying it because that's what you're supposed to say. Because uh, clearly it's hard work, but I meant it. For years and years, you know, why would I come out and do a fun jump? That's what I do. Uh, but when I stopped jumping and started flying again, I started to get that itch to, oh, wait a second. And okay. then the, the drop zone became more of a a burnout because it's a different kind of work. So I would go on a day off and make a jump and go, that's why I got in this sport. Okay, yeah. absolutely. How about you? Well, now, like,
2: as you say, with all the pains and all these things, like I just want to be out of the drop zone when I'm
0: off. <laughs> so what do you say to people that are like, wait a second, everything hurts. Your neck is fucked. You have no idea what comes next. Why don't you stop jumping? What do you say to them? Oh, well, I don't want to stop, stop jumping, right? So. <laughs> we're not smart people.
2: Yeah. No, we're not. <laughs> I just still think like uh, okay, let me fix this and then keep going.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I thought. The the first surgery I had that uh, that ended up being a direct effect to skydiving was shoulder surgery, and it was my drogue arm, my right arm. And I had surgery, and three weeks later, I was throwing drogues at skydiving cross keys because <laughs> I got the job. You know, so I'm learning how to abbreviate throw the drogue by not really using my shoulder. Which, if you've ever thrown a drogue, you know, not using your shoulder is not easy. Uh, And tore it again and had to have another surgery And that time. They're like, really? Don't fucking skydive, you dumbass. Let it heal. (laughs) But it's, yeah, it's not, we're not.
1: We're not smart. (laughs) No, we're We're not not smart people.
0: I mean, uh, uh, obviously you guys uh, know and are friends with uh, Olga. I love her to death. (laughs) But this girl, and I've told her a million times, I've never met anybody in my life that can still be screaming in agony, trying to figure out when her next jump is going to be yeah <laughs> the, My she is like the the first person i ever think of when i think injuries and just keep going the first major injury that uh, i was around for with her um she hooked herself in hit real hard um cracked or broke a couple of ribs and punctured her lung and uh, yeah so it's it's and we've told this story on the podcast so olga don't get mad um <laughs> she will but it's okay uh she's laying in the hospital bed and naomi uh another friend and instructor here and i go to the hospital she's laying in the bed with a tube coming out of her chest draining the lung that had collapsed and i'm not shitting you she's on her phone picking the colors <laughs> on her downsized parachute
1: of course old okay. of course oh, but of course th-
0: this girl i mean I'm convinced she's the one person that could hit without a parachute and get up and dust herself off and do it again. <laughs> I really am.
1: She's very strong. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've obviously gotten to uh, do a bit of traveling in regard to skydiving and and crisscrossing around. I'm assuming you guys have done some jumping in the states, in Mexico, and you've traveled abroad. Uh, do you f- see yourself, you know, heading someplace eventually? That's just we're here now. We're gonna work at this drop zone or maybe start a drop zone. Well, that
2: was something it was like on my mind to start a drop on, but uh, like, I think the situation in Mexico is not like the most easy, like mm. to run a business. Sure. Like, yeah, you know, it's not like the best I want. So it's better to be high, like uh, doing what I love and then stay, instead to be like dealing with uh, all the government, all the gangs or all the things like sure. yeah, some it's like that no like uh, maybe to move to a different drop zone maybe smallest one like yeah. later
1: a couple of jumps a day yeah or maybe yes.
2: just weekends I, I was... but the thing i probably don't like too much like i'm not thinking is like i hate handicaps right and if i'm struggling with the shoulders now with the handicaps it's gonna come worse oh yeah yeah
0: oh yeah Yeah.
2: so and everywhere they are using too much the handicam, of course
0: of course well i mean it's all profit to to some degree right they they strap the handicam on because it's just that much more money and if you don't jump you don't know the difference you know uh so i mean financially i understand it but as a skydiver i don't like
1: them no i don't like either no No. No,
0: there's there's it's not video unless there's somebody in front of me doing shit that i can't understand how they're doing it yeah that's that's how you shoot video yeah, I talked to uh, um, to uh, a jumper that said his ultimate dream is to um, partner up and run a uh, little drop zone and he can be the pilot um, and the other guy can be the instructor and he can make sure that the drugs are not getting abused on the way down. And... <laughs> And, you know, four or five <laughs> jumps a day, call it a day, have a beer, you know, Cessna on the beach or something like that. That would be kind of the ultimate dream. right? Yeah, there. that sounds yeah. like
1: a good plan. Right? Yeah.
0: Right? I mean, there's not many retirement plans for skydivers.
1: There's
0: not. We're... <laughs> and about- i'm sure you guys are the same but about the time skydivers figure out that this is just a one-way road you're already too far down the road yeah you know i think about the time i'm like fuck i should probably try and figure something else out to do i was like in my mid-40s going oops I, I think i missed that one. <laughs> you know yeah not not particularly good uh, the dog the dog is down there, down there. Sorry. So no, 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 no. So, um, I actually, uh, um, I had the privilege of meeting your uncle a long, long time ago and, and, uh, he was such a character and to be able to start all of these drop zones as well. You must love that. You're kind of part of that heritage. Yes. I mean, it's, he was just, I don't know how else to Anybody that knows Tony, if you anybody that knows him just heard that name and starts smiling going yeah he, he was, was
1: a dude. he was like a a party guy just by looking at his smile it yes. was like something was going to happen
0: i never didn't see him with a smile not once i never didn't see him with a big grin on his face really no i'm sure he at times yeah. didn't but <laughs> I, I had the opportunity to, I spent one evening in his home with uh, um, Fritz and myself and a, a couple of other people that were getting ready to go for a busy day, jumping the next day. And at like four o'clock in the morning, the stereo is still oh rattling shit off the walls. And I remember getting up going, <laughs> I got to try and get some sleep and going uh, down the stairs to peek around the corner. And there was nobody there. He was Empty, but the stereo was fucking going, and there was like one person passed out in the corner. That as soon as they started to turn it down, they're like, Oye.
1: What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Really?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was something else. He was just, uh, yeah, he was a character. He was a character.
1: And he likes to party.
0: Yes. Yeah, he yes. loves it. And why not? Hey, if you can get away with it, well, and it's, it's a bunch of skydivers, right? Yeah. Right. So uh, as I, as I wrap things up, I always ask people for the same kind of advice um, that you would give to two different groups of skydivers, those that are just getting started. um, What do you think that newer skydivers should be thinking about as they make their way into the sport? Uh, And for old timers that are kind of burned out and they just, they, they don't know if they want to be skydivers anymore. And they're trying to look for inspiration. What do those people need to be doing?
1: Well, I think as a new skydiver, I think um, most of the people want to become an instructor at some Mm. point. So think wisely. It's a really nice job, but it's also you need to be mature, let's say, to to what you're doing because you're dealing with lives. It's fun. It's very safe. But it's also somebody's life. Yes. So just take your time. Take the jumps that you need to complete to take the rating whatever take it easy enjoy Mm. what you can once you're in this side then you will be like oh i should have jumped more Uh, by my own yeah that's for the new skydivers for me
0: what do you think for the newer jumpers
2: well, the new foot jumpers is just try to learn from the olders as much as you can. Yeah. Like, uh, especially the injuries. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the injured ones. <laughs> yeah. That's actually really good advice. Yeah, <laughs> see that guy that's
0: fucking limping? Go talk to him. Go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yeah, mean that they cannot do it, but uh, there are too many ways that doing on a different weight and try to avoid these, sure. these things. No?
0: Well, let's face it. This is the one sport where you really should try and learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I with everything else in my life, I have to fuck it up to learn the lesson. But skydiving is the one that I went, oh, I saw that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. How do I not do that to myself?
2: So you probably have only one chance to learn. (laughs)
0: Don't don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Not a whole lot of second chances in skydiving. So now for the old fuckers like me somebody that's like god do i really i don't know if i've got the energy to go to the drop zone anymore how do you how do you talk somebody like me into going back out and getting that fire back
1: suck it up and keep going
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like that yeah. fuck you get on the plane
1: let's make some dreams come true <laughs> nice nice i like what do you think
2: well, i just think like try to remember like what what pushed you to become skydiver yeah. you know? so try to remember that and that and keep it in mind like all the time, no? Nice. If you're, like, if you're looking back and you think like, oh, okay, it's not like pushing me too much. So then go to sell coffees.
0: Nice. Do, do like something coffees. else. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, actually, I, I didn't ask. Uh, you guys have done the instructor thing pretty much the entire time. But have you ever competed? Or do you still daydream about doing competitions of any type? Like free flying or anything like that? Or is it just uh, I dig the way I do it?
1: I think we're just going with the flow. We at some point we thought that we can compete, and he he competed in Mexico like souping competitions, mm. and I had like kind of records, belly records, and nice. that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And but after that, I don't think so. You no, know, nice. Yeah.
0: Just for full time working skydivers, I just want to have yeah. fun, <laughs> which is still I'm astounded. The whole couple thing that floors me that together all the time, and you guys are just always smiling you guys always look like you're having a good time at the drop zone which is phenomenal
1: we laugh yeah. a lot I, I really enjoy my time at the drop zone we're always playing around nice. like messing up each other like not only between us but sure. with the rest of the instructors sure. no? it's, well it
0: kind of has to be that way right yeah i mean when you're because regardless of of how safe statistically skydiving is it's still lives on the line yeah. and everybody that's been in the sport as long as we have is lost people. And so, you know what the stakes are, you know, ultimately. So if you're not having fun and you're risking that,
1: pfft, then
0: you're in the wrong line of work. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, cheers. Thank you so much Salute. for the time. Thank yeah. you. For having us. It was Thank you. Absolutely. Take care. We'll see you next time.
1: You too. Bye. Bye. See ya.
0: All right, gang, so just a quick heads up. Uh, Instead of doing what I've been promising for ages, which is to get around to that audiobook, instead I went ahead and compiled all 10 years of the Blue Skies writing that I did and put it together in a fucking book. It's going to go on Amazon here real damn quick, listed as the Lunatic Fringe book. You'll be able to find it in pretty much any of the marketplaces that Amazon has. It is literally every single word I ever wrote from that magazine, and it's all put together in nice book form. You can buy it in ebook, you can buy it in paperback, and believe it or not, you can even buy it in fucking hardback. Uh, Again, it's going to be available here really, really soon. This one not only includes all the articles that were in the first fucking pilot book, but about 60 more articles. It's got 350 or so pages of some pretty funny, inappropriate, and hopefully informative shit. So check it out. And there you have it, another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void brought to you as always by, and say it with me, fuck yeah, NZ Aerosports. Head to nzaerosports.com by pussfoot that's right head to pussfoot.com the extreme sports collective and check out everything they've got to offer by summit parachute Jarrett Martin and the family cranking out amazing pilot rigs as well as incredible rigging courses and now joining the lunatic team it's the one and only Tony suits you know him you love him head to TonySuit.com, check out all the amazing standards as well as the new incredible signature line they've got going on and as for us the lunatic fringe is now on youtube that's right you're gonna have the chance to put faces to the audio by heading to youtube.com and looking up the lunatic fringe podcast it's easy hit the like button hit the subscribe button check out all the amazing videos from the previous guests that we've had as well as new and upcoming interviews on video as always i am the fucking pilot head to the fucking pilot.net or the princess thanks for joining we'll see you next time around